Welcome to AgriTalk Podcast with me, Philip Fitan. Today we are talking about public health and how public health is related um, to food safety and what do we need to know when it, uh, it comes to public health. So with me today is uh, Professor Peter Gathura, uh, who is a senior lecturer at the Department of Public Health, Pharmacology and Toxicology mm-hmm. at the University of Nairobi. Welcome, uh, Professor. Thank you, Mr. Kaitani. Now, Prof, when we talk about uh, public health, yes, uh, what is it exactly? Public health is a study which uh, takes care of the veterinary and human side of life. It is known from a long time ago that there are diseases that are transmitted from animals to man, mm-hmm. which we refer to as zoonosis. It is also known that human food like meat, etc., can be infected with uh, organisms or even parasites, bacteria, viruses, which may be inherent in the animal or which may get into the meat or milk as a result of contamination. Mm-hmm. So the work of a public health veterinarian is to look at the meat hygiene and technology, make sure that meat is fit for human consumption from the point of the farm to the point of the table, what we refer to as farm to fork. Mm -hmm. We also take care of milk hygiene from the point of the farm to the point the milk is in the pocket, Mm -hmm. the whole value chain of the milk. We also do food hygiene which includes food hygiene and safety. Here we ensure that uh, the food that is being consumed is free of pathogens that may harm man, that it is free of, uh, of uh, bacteria and even chemicals and toxins which may be harmful to man. As public health veterinarians, we are also interested in water hygiene uh, since uh, many of the food industries that process meat use water so we are interested to know the quality of the water that is being used by the industry and we must make sure again that the water is fit for human consumption a public health veterinarian also takes care of zoonotic diseases these are diseases that are transmitted from animals to man and vice versa and at this time uh, you must all know that COVID-19 is a zoonotic disease in that its origin in Wuhan uh, province of China is thought to have been from an animal. It's not clear which animal. It is a, it is a, uh, sometimes thought it is a bat others say it was the armadillo but the source is from the from the meat of an animal okay. uh, in epidemiology in public health we also study epidemiology which is the study of disease in populations whether human or animal diseases and recently as part of uh, public health a subject called One Health has been introduced which 
is a multidisciplinary study between various disciplines, human health, animal health, and the environment okay. to control disease. Okay, Prof. Um, when you talk about uh, food hygiene, yes. Um, or before even we go to food hygiene, when we talk about public health, yes. Where are we as a country? I must say that uh, we are far much ahead uh, as far as uh, food hygiene is concerned. The Ministry of Health has a food hygiene, uh, a food safety directorate, and at the Ministry of Livestock, we have uh, rules and regulations dealing with animal products. For example, the Meat Control Act, which regulates the meat industry in Kenya, was amalgamated in 1972. And uh, we have gone on uh, amending it as demand arises, and many African countries have come to learn from us. Okay. Botswana, which is uh, reputed to have one of the best meat industries in Africa, south of the Sahara, actually learned from Kenya. Okay. So when we talk about uh, food safety, yes. when can we say food is safe? Because someone told me uh, when food is, is not safe, it is not food. We say food is safe when it is free from microorganisms that may cause disease, when it is free from toxins that may cause disease, and when it is free from chemicals that may cause disease, mm -hmm. and when it is presented in a wholesome manner. You know food may have all these uh, qualities, but it is dirty. So the cleanliness and the presentation of the food and the way it has been handled is also very important. Okay. Yes. So how can I tell that the food I'm going to buy, especially in the open air market, yes. is safe for me? From the, air, from the open air market, you cannot tell. Mm -hmm. We have a big problem with what we are calling the wet markets. And these are the open markets like Marikiti, where food is sold. And sometimes you find that the, the sukumawiki, the spinach uh, is even touching the ground. And uh, the people who are handling this food have not been tested mm -hmm. for presence of disease. So as you buy food from a wet market, it is your trust and your duty is to go and make sure that the food is properly prepared to take care of any eventualities. Okay. Yes. There's also uh, what they call uh, foodborne diseases yes. and pathogens. Right. Please explain to us what these are and what are the causes of some of this. Food in, foodborne diseases are those diseases that are transmitted to man and his animals through food. They may come into the food as a result of the meat coming from a deceased animal or they come, they come into the meat by way of contamination. Mm -hmm. So a foodborne disease is uh, caused by an organism. Okay. For example, cholera, salmonellosis, E. coli, etc. 
Yes. Okay. So who are the most vulnerable when it comes to food borne diseases? The most vulnerable are one, the aged and the very young. Okay. And of course, if you have people who are immunocompromised in a certain way, if you have cases of HIV AIDS, if you have person who has uh, diabetes, if you have a person who is using uh, drugs to suppress uh, cancer, people who have had uh, people who have had uh, transplants because they get they have to use uh, anti-rejection drugs. Those are normally the most vulnerable uh, uh, people, and they are not only vulnerable to foodborne diseases, but most of the infections. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, what role does the public health uh, play uh, in tackling uh, foodborne diseases? The food, the public health department of both the Ministry of Livestock and also the Ministry of Health are charged with uh, uh, creating policy and enforcing laws that govern uh, the safety of food. So you have laws and regulations like the Meat Control Act that I have mentioned and there are many others. And they have officers trained uh, to check for the safety of food. For example, the Ministry of Health has health inspectors. We have in the veterinary department meat inspectors who make sure that the meat that you eat, uh, you buy from your butchery is uh, wholesome, free of disease. Okay. Also when we talk about um, uh, public health, yes. how important is food handling? Food handling is very, very important. Because one, if the food is handled by somebody who has a disease, a communicable disease, the chances of transmission uh, are there. Mm -hmm. How do we prevent this uh, happening? A food handler should have a food handler certificate. And this is done, every, it should be tested every six months. And if found to be infected, should be treated before you can be allowed to handle food. Okay. Storage of food in fridges, etc., also has an effect on the growth of bacteria, and this also has to be done very carefully. Okay. Yes. Uh, how dangerous or uh, yes, how dangerous are toxins and uh, environmental pollution when it comes to ensuring that the food we produce is safe? Toxins can be very dangerous. In this country, we have aflatoxin, and we have had outbreaks where we have acute. Uh, when uh, aflatoxin is a sort of growth of a toxin uh, from a fungus called Aspergillus flavus. Aspergillus grows on moody gray, so when green is not properly stored. Uh, 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 spagulas grows and it el elaborates the toxin. Uh, aflatoxin can cause acute poisoning and also in the long term liver failure and liver cancer. Okay. There are other toxins that can also cause disease. Okay. Yes. Uh, also when we talk about uh, public health yes. and the dangers of consuming uh, and safe food. Yes. Uh, it also affects uh, the produ productivity and the how much we spend as a country when it comes to 
medical bills. Right. Um, how bad is it for us in terms of how, how much do we lose as a country when it comes to productivity and uh, medical bills? The loss is enormous. The loss is enormous. If you hear that somebody has typhoid, it's as a result of uh, uh, a foodborne disease in that it is waterborne usually. Uh, when you hear we have an outbreak of anthrax, when we have in this country, especially when we have heavy rains like during the El Nino, we have the, the, the Rift Valley fever. This not only kills, but leads to our meat not being able to access export markets so that we lose a lot of foreign exchange. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of um, policies yes. as a country, yes. do we have enough policies that make sure that uh, we have or the food that comes to my table is safe? The policies can never be en enough, Kaitani. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the good thing is we are continuing improving on what we have. I don't know whether you have seen in the recent past, mm -hmm. there is a new Kenya Livestock Bill 2021 which is being discussed and for which very many people have opposition. Here we are suggesting that if you even if you, you anybody who has a beehive in his uh, compound mm -hmm. should have it registered <laughs> so <laughs> the people in baringoa pinams uh, people in other but you see we have to start somewhere yes we have to start somewhere because even honey can cause disease uh if it is a question of the markets like margiti mm -hmm. bama market where meat is sold here and uh, the roadside kiosks where you find uh, Mutura uh, and other offers being uh, roasted. Mm -hmm. This can easily be sources of disease. But we have regulations. Okay. We have regulations and there's a continued, continuous effort to improve on uh, uh, the food safety in this country. Okay. Are there challenges when it comes to implementation of some of these regulations? There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of challenges. For example, if you walk around here in the kiosks behind here mm -hmm. and you ask how many people know what is a food handler certificate, how many will tell you? Mm -hmm. Yes? Corruption is very bad because we have a situation where many of the people get the food handler certificates even before they are tested so you got agents who go around and tell so and and pedo food handler certificate for a fee and uh of course resistance for example there has been efforts to control the milk industry where the hookers are prevented from coming to town being arrested by the kenya data board but you still find that the milk gets to to town mm -hmm. there is a lot of illicit meat trade yes mm -hmm. where we even have game being slaughtered and mixed with whatever is being sold in in the in the in the busheries okay. talking about uh, meat yes uh, yesterday or the day after we saw kws arrest okay. a few people were 
had slaughtered hundreds of wild game. Yes. So they were caught slaughtering them. Yes. Uh, also, some time back, we had a story whereby some of the supermarkets were accused of using preservatives right. to preserve their meat. Mm -hmm. uh, how dangerous is this? Uh, consuming the game and also consuming uh, meat that has been that has a lot of preservative in it. I would say right from the beginning, uh, without fear of contradiction, that consuming uninspected meat in this country is an offence for which you can be uh, jailed. Mm -hmm. Two, game uh, killing is prohibited by law. So anybody killing game, whether for sport or even for meat, mm -hmm. is uh, breaking the law. Three, you find that uh, uh, there is a lot of, as I said, illicit meat trade. Meat is very lucrative. So you find people who slaughter even in the night. I'm sorry to say sometimes you get even dead animals that die mm -hmm. being slaughtered and sold. and sold. We had a case, I think it was 2005, in Maragua district where there was an outbreak of, an outbreak of anthrax. So we, as a college team, a faculty team, went to investigate. And the situation we found there was very scary because the people were telling us whenever they saw the, like a calf or a cow was going to die, they just slaughtered it and sold the meat. And it happened around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So the, the meat was in high demand. And the fact that you are given on credit and pay when you get money, it became even more lucrative. Mm. One person died, and about 30 people were infected, and they developed uh, pro, uh, anthrax, the cutaneous type. Okay. Yeah. I also, I also remember growing up because I grew up in a farm, uh -huh. and I remember uh, in the neighborhood sometimes a cow will die. Yes. And the villagers will come. Yes. Um, just slaughter the cow and everyone is carrying a leg here yes so how do we how are we suppose or how what uh, or what exactly did we need to do mm -hmm. with that dead animal if an animal dies of an, an unknown cause mm -hmm. the alternative the, the the best way is either to bury the, the cadaver or even burn incinerate mm -hmm two main ways. Okay. Yes. Um, we've also seen a craze in uh, people trying to keep safe, uh, to try to keep fit and eating healthy. Yes. Is that part of our public health? All these people going to the gym? It is part of public health in that we try to produce products that are not excessive in, for example, not excessive in fat. Mm -hmm which leads to high levels of cholesterol. If it is the milk, we process the milk so that uh, the amount of butter fat is reduced. And also, uh, we, we advise on, uh, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on uh, use, you know, in medicine, mm -hmm. you can also, for your own health, keep a pet. Yes. Yes? And that pet can keep you healthy. Pets have been used by the blind 
take them around. Pe for people who are lonely, pets can be used to reduce stress. Mm -hmm. So we are there also helping human health as far as uh, reduction of uh, cholesterol and also in uh, psychological well-being. Okay. Mm. When you talk about psychological well-being, oh, yes. uh, how important is nutrition and mental health to all of us? Nutrition is very important to mental health because, for example, I have a tummy mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Mine is not that big, but for those who have excess, the, the obese people, they feel, they, they, whenever they enter a room and everybody notices, they don't feel good, isn't it? True. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a source of stress. So if you take good nutrition, then you have a, a fit body, your heart will last longer, you have less cholesterol, and you'll live a healthy life. Okay. Yes. We've seen a lot of uh, of late, a lot of suicidal cases, mm -hmm. and uh, people even harming their families in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, how important, or what role can f uh, f uh, food safety, nutrition, and mental health help in reducing some of these cases? You see, the stress that some of these people go through is as a result maybe of I can't afford this or I can't afford that. The stress some of these people go through is because they don't have companions. You've seen lots of people with small dogs, like the Spaniels, etc. And they keep them company and they, 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 they become healthy. So instead of thinking about suicide, he'll be he or she will be thinking about what the dog ate, how to take the dog to the vet, mm -hmm. how to groom, clean the vet, the, the dog. So it, it, it has a role to play. Okay. Mm. We've also had issues whereby uh, there are known places mm -hmm. uh, along sewer lines where people are producing food yes. for to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, yet the public health officials know these places, mm -hmm. but little or uh, nothing is done. To make sure that food doesn't end anywhere close to a to a shop or to my table. As you have clearly stated, uh, raw sewage being used on uh, food, ex especially vegetables, is very dangerous. In that, one it can cause contamination with bacteria. Some of the raw sewage contains chemicals, which, when taken up by the plant are very dangerous and also uh, when they are grown al along the roadsides like when uh, we had uh, leaded petrol they used to absorb a lot of lead which is a poison mm -hmm. we have done studies at Kabete and uh, we have demonstrated the presence of harmful substances and even bacteria in the vegetables grown in the uh, using raw sewage and uh, the owners in a place like Nairobi and everywhere else is on the county government and the Minister of Health to make sure that such food does not get the market. The best way is to make sure that nobody grows food that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Okay. In places like China, where irrigation water is used, it is used for growth of non-food crops like cotton. Yes. Okay. Mm. Um, also of late, we've seen uh, the push to have traceability systems. Yes. How important is traceability when it comes to f uh, especially food? Traceability is very important. As I said, we have the word coined farm to fork. Mm -hmm. You should be able to trace the animal from the farm to the dinner table. Okay. How do we how do we do it for example when it comes to meat? When an animal is slaughtered and taken to slaughterhouse, it must have a movement permit. That is a document that shows where the animal came from. When it comes to the slaughterhouse and it is slaughtered, it is marked with a roller mark mm -hmm. that shows that and that animal has been that carcass has been inspe inspected. On the roller mark is an, what we call an established number. And the established number is specific for each slaughterhouse. So if I go to Burma and f look at the roller mark and uh, see a number, say 400, so establishing 400, I can go back to the veterinary department and they can tell me that carcass came from. In the future, and what is being tried now, mm -hmm. is the use of, uh, of inserts into the skin of the, uh, or in the uh, intradermally into the carcass, and also uh, in other instances we use boluses which are inserted into the rumen, okay. which can be read electronically. Yes. Okay. There have also been a lot of concerns when it comes to microbial resistance. Yes. Uh, why is this? Or what is antimicrobial resistance? And microbial place? resistance is when you find that microorganisms that should be treated by a certain uh, antibiotic are resisting. Mm -hmm. And this is because, one, you have continuously exposed that particular microorganism to that uh, antibiotic, usually in low doses, mm. yes. So how does it happen? For example, if you treat an animal uh, with uh, teramycin and you don't observe the withdrawal period and the people take that milk, they are taking antibiotics in the milk and this is a low dose. Mm -hmm. So whatever is in the gut of the human will get used to teramycin. Whenever you treat, uh, whenever you expose an a, a bacteria to a low dose of the microorganism, of a, micro to a, a microorganism to a low dose of the antibiotic, mm -hmm. it gets used to and eventually will not kill it. Okay. Yes. We've also seen cases whereby um, Farmers produce crop for export. Yes, and they follow stringent regulations. Right, for for food that is for yes, export. Yes, minimum residue levels. Yes, but yes. when it comes to our own food mm -hmm. that we produce, we don't really care. Yes, or even uh, the bodies that are supposed to make sure we produce a food. Yes, don't put a lot of effort on our own food. Yes, what does that say about us? That is a failure on our regulators mm -hmm. because they should be taking samples on a regular basis from uh, the markets 
and uh, getting to know, do what we call active surveillance. Mm -hmm. And they'll get to know that in a certain area, vegetables coming from a certain area have high levels. But here you find that everybody has a knapsack, they go to the agrovet, they buy the, 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 the herbicides and whatever, and <coughs> they spray, sometimes without any uh, information from whoever is supposed to tell them. I grew up in Kenya mm -hmm. when we had a very stringent um, uh, extension, agricultural extension service. And farmers were educated, both in the in the, in the field, at uh, farmers training centers, and uh, they were educated on some of these things. Okay. Now it's no longer happening, especially with the coming of the county governments. Things can only get worse. Okay. Yes. Uh, when talking about extension of uh, services, yes, uh, we know there is a problem there. Yes. Um, but uh, is it? Uh, how can we introduce this early to kids? Do we introduce a syllabus that teaches or a unit that teaches on public health and uh, food productivity, safe food productivity? Personally, I would recommend that. Why would I recommend that? Mm -hmm. When I was in primary school in class one, that was way back in 1963, mm -hmm. I remember there were ladies used to call Mindeleo ladies they, yes they were in they were from the red cross and they came as they came to teach us hygiene as early as that i knew that going to the toilet i must wash my hands yes yes the basic hygiene blowing the nose etc and it is ingrained in me even today so the earlier you start the better okay yes so as we wind up yes um what is the future of our public health, especially in Kenya? Our future is very bright because we have the the setup. Uh, the government is determined, both at the Minister of Health and the Minister of Livestock. Uh, for example, now I have talked about the new livestock bill, mm -hmm. which means very well. In the control of zoonotic diseases, about uh, the year 2012, the government set up what is called the Zoonotic Diseases Unit, mm -hmm. which co coordinates outbreaks of uh, zoonotic diseases. And this is a this is a comprised of human medics and also veterinarians and envi environmentalists. That is the they are tackling disease from what is now being called the One Health approach. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh Professor Peter Gathura. Thank you also, Kaitani. For sparing some time to come and tell us a little bit about public health. Thank you. And what we need to do. Thank you. For our listeners, uh, the listeners of this podcast, that is it from us uh, this week. Until next time, goodbye.